Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Glad you're here. All right, we made it. Thanks, folks. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dancefish.com, and I'm glad to be here with you tonight. We do this, checking my volume here. We do this every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, or in the case of today, 7.04 Mountain Time. Sorry, I'm a little late. YouTube was being difficult. Um, I kept trying to make the stream go live, and it kept putting up this notice that said live streaming is not available. So, not sure. <laughs> not sure what they were doing, but uh, I think we got fixed. So, I'm here. I'm glad to be here with you all. Thanks for being here. I have some cool stuff to do tonight. Let's talk first. Uh, we'll get to the giveaway in just a minute. And I'd like to thank Sparky's Tropicals, uh, which was launched by our very own Tiffany White um, for sponsoring tonight's giveaway. She's providing the fish and we'll mail the fish to you for tonight's giveaway. I'll get into all that in a moment. Before I do, um, I'm going to be giving a talk um, at the uh, Gold Coast Aquarium Society in South Florida this Saturday. Here's uh, the little, uh, the, I don't know, flyer they made for it. I'll post it down below. So if you're interested in joining that, uh, that's going on this Saturday. It's going to be um, 11 a.m. Florida time. So 9 a.m. my time, and I have a shipment coming in at 10.30 a.m. my time. So I'm going to have to keep it to an hour and a half or so. And it's the same presentation I gave a few weeks ago at the um, Danbury Area Aquarium Society in upstate New York, New England area. It's going to be on shipping fish. I'll just do a demonstration, a live demonstration of how I pack fish for shipping, talk about why I do it that way, why I don't do it other ways, and... Uh, answer questions. So that's what the presentation will be on. If you're like, oh, I, I'm not interested in shipping, then don't show up. It'll be very boring. But if you are interested in shipping fish um, and you want to see that, then uh, come on by. Now, I, I do want to say not much has changed since I've made my shipping videos. So if you're already familiar with everything I do, then um, Showing up Saturday would be uh, quite repetitive, but it is happening and I'm excited, so I wanted to tell you about it. Another really cool thing that's been happening and I've been meaning to share with you guys is the Greater Chicago Cichlid Association is doing these, um, these webinars on Sunday live online for free. This next one is June 14th, and he's talking about rainbow fish, Ray Brybauer. And they've had all kinds of speakers. Um, this one is Greg Steves. And they, they've had all kinds of speakers going on Sundays. And I like to listen while I am um, bagging fish and things like that. So let me post the link to that as well. So if you're interested in basically um, Aquarium Society lectures for free, Check out the GCCA and you can um, get some cool stuff. Cool information, I should say. So I want to share that out with you folks. Um, to the giveaway, tonight's giveaway is sponsored by Tiffany White, who just launched Sparky's Tropicals. And we're bringing awareness to her new store, Sparky's Tropicals. So in order to do that, well, let me first show you her store. So... 
which is hosted here on Get Gills. And where are those angelfish? Here they are, Sparky Tropicals. So here's Tiffany Soar. Here's what she currently has available. Her terms and conditions and all that jazz. And so that is the sponsor of tonight's giveaway. And what we're doing is she's going to give away two different giveaways. So we'll drop twice tonight at different times. And Tiffany, correct me if I get any of this wrong. My voice is very deep and my mic sounds weird. Ooh. Okay, just a sec. Let me see if I can fix that, folks. This will take me half a second. Let's see. Okay. Is that any better? Let's see if that's any better at all there. I'm going to wait till someone uh, says if it's good or not, because I don't want to, uh, <laughs> I don't want to keep going. Voice, Dan's voice has dropped a whole octave. <laughs> yep. All right. Is that better? That's better. Okay. No more Robocop voice. All right. Sorry. The, this is a great microphone, but every now and then it decides to get funky and I just have to unplug it and plug it back in when that happens. But I have no way of knowing on my end um, <laughs> when that's happening. So the first uh, 10 minutes or so of this live stream are going to be interesting. Sorry about that. So hopefully you understood everything I said up till now. I'm going to I'm going to guess that you did because folks didn't say they couldn't understand, just that I sounded weird. Um, <laughs> just wait till I watch the replay. I know I can't wait. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> um, all right. I'm making sure my adjusting my volume here, just trying to get everything dialed back in. Just one moment. Sorry about that, folks. This is what happens when you're all by yourself doing a live stream. You don't have like a producer in another booth uh, listening in and stuff to correct audio issues and help you out. So thanks for letting me know. Anyway, so Sparky's Tropicals and Tiffany, correct me if I get any of this wrong, but she's giving away two different things. One is angelfish. They're blue angelfish, specifically blue marble or deep blue pinoy are what she has available. And then the other thing is a dark blue guppy. So uh, the angelfish are nickel sized or greater. And if you win, she'll send you a box of those. The guppies are in trios. So if you win in select guppies, you'll get a box of those. We'll draw twice tonight. Um, and I can do the first drawing before the end at some time. Um, mix it up just a little bit. And you get to choose what you want. If you want angelfish, great. Um, and if the second drawing comes around and they want angelfish too, great. So if both winners want angelfish, we can do that. If both winners want guppies, we can do that. Um, not a problem. And if you win, just uh, email me, dan at dancefish.com, and I'll get you in touch with Tiffany like, like usual. Now, um, here is how you win. Hashtag go sparky go. I did want to do hashtag sparky's tropicals because... I thought that would help her business name get recognized if everyone had to type that in a bunch. But 
there's a, an apostrophe, a possessive in there. And I didn't want to have the confusion of, does it have an apostrophe or not? And, you know, add that work to the mod. So instead of Sparky's Tropicals, the hashtag is go Sparky go. And if you enter that, you'll be entered to win either a trio of deep blue guppies, Moscow guppies, or some uh, blue marble and blue Pinoy, deep blue Pinoy angelfish. I think I got all that right. Tiffany, correct me if um, <laughs> doing all that by memory. So correct me if I got anything wrong. That's correct. Three pack of angels or a trio of guppies. Cool. There you go. And born and raised by uh, Tiffany herself. So that's pretty cool. And Tiffany, thanks so much for doing that. I'm excited to have your store on Get Gills, and I'm excited to uh, have you sponsor tonight and promote Sparky's Tropicals a little bit. Okay, so shipping report so far, as far as I know, we're 100% again this week, no problems. So it all is working out well. I think with this new FedEx overnight delivery, I'm going to be able to improve um, our already pretty darn good statistics from last year's shipping success. So I'm happy with how it's gone so far. And I'm, I'm generally paying a little extra for shipping and having them delivered uh, overnight priority because it's getting hot and I don't want fish to sit out on a, you know, when it's cold, I can put in a heat pack and, and keep it warm. But when it's hot, um, I don't like putting in ice packs if I can help it because some areas of the journey, like at nighttime here in Sheridan, it's still pretty darn cold. And so I don't want to put in an ice pack, have them get cold and then have them get to you where it might be hot and have it be a good temperature, but the fish were chilled for half their journey, you know, something like that. So instead of putting in ice packs, what I'm doing right now is just getting them on priority overnight, which means they'll get to you generally by 10 AM or by noon hopefully before it gets too hot in your area. So that's that's how I'm combating the heat um, for now anyways, this time of year. And that should be like that. For most people, it should get there pretty early. If you live really far from a distribution hub, it might be end of day before you get it. But in general, when I ship this way, you should get it in the morning. Um, and if it's super hot in your area and you want me to hold the package, I know I said this last week, but for anyone that didn't get the message, if you want me to have your package held at your local FedEx distribution center or office or whatever you want to call it, um, just let me know in the notes of your order. Say, please hold for pickup and I will do that. Provided it's available in your area. You might need to check and make sure your local office actually does that. Most places do. Okay, so that's that's the shipping report so far, 100%. Um, I did have a scare a couple weeks ago. I sent a customer all 15, I believe it was 15, it might have been 14, of the humphead glassfish. And um, I was pretty nervous about that. That's my first time shipping that species. That's a species that inhabits the same niche as like trout in the Americas, <laughs> like fast flowing streams, so they like good flow, high oxygen. Um, this person lives in Texas. It was pretty hot. So I was pretty nervous about that. And again, my first time with that species. So it was, you know, kind of a big test, all of them all at once. But, and they did arrive. Um, They're pretty stressed out. Usually fish, when I send them the way I do, don't get stressed and they're fine. But these ones did arrive pretty stressed. Um, it looks like they might need an extra day of fasting 
because even though I'd done my normal thing, um, there was still some cloudy water and stuff. So apparently they have a long gut, so they must need an extra day. But anyway, I'm happy to report that it's been three weeks now and I've been um, keeping in touch with this customer because I've been nervous about it. And for the last couple of weeks, they've been, they've all recovered. They're all rock solid. They seem to be doing well. So I did have one kind of big scare that I was really worried about, but it, it all ended up fine. So that's good. The other thing is I did get a bunch of cool fish in on Saturday, uh, which is weird. Usually I don't get shipments in on Saturdays, but with all the flight delays during this virus time and stuff that was in, in the, the limited availability of flights, that was the only day that they could come in. So I got them and I'm expecting another shipment this Saturday as well. Now, in a way that's good because it means they aren't delayed at all. Like they, they come in to the United States on Friday. I'm using a transshipper for this one. The transshipper changes the water. FedEx is them to me and I get them 10.30 a.m. on Saturday. So they're not in the box without a water change very long, which is great. Um, the bad thing is Saturday is the day I have to go catch all the fish for shipping. So, so I'm landing an import, having to care for all the new imports. And on top of that, I still got to do all the normal stuff um, to catch all the fish, to put them in the bags um, to help really fast them and clear their guts uh, for shipping. So Saturdays, last Saturday and this Saturday are gonna be really, really long days. So if you send me an email Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, I'll do my best, but it might take me a couple days to get to it. Cause I just, I already know this weekend is gonna be insane. But with that being said, I got in the following. I'm not going to show pictures or anything. I'll just tell you real quick what I got in. Um, some red lizard catfish, some Corridors Adolfoi, Corridors Rebaudi, some Bolivian rams, Agazizii, the dwarf red, Agazizii, the double red, um, Epistogramma pandur, <coughs> panda, pandarini, pandarino. However, the panda pistos came in in rough shape. I've lost several. They came in with really severe tail rot, um, some of them down to the peduncle. So I'm doing my best. I've got them in with antibiotics. I'm trying to turn them around um, and hopefully I can, but that, that was a rough bag. Most of these came in in great shape, but the epistos in one other bag came in pretty rough. Not all the epistos, the panda epistos. Um, we got more African butterfly cichlids, which are great little fish. Epistogramma cockatoides um, double, uh, double red. The um, Agazizii fire red. Some more pandagara. Finally got some Fundalopanchax gardener eye in. So we have some more killifish that will be available soon. Um, some orange papua gobies which came in looking exactly the same as the red papua gobies I have, which I, I got a hold of someone yesterday and I'm going to look into it further, but I think, I think they might be um, Ikea after all. The one in the hobby that's commonly called a blue belly goby or a green belly goby. So they were sold to me as red papua and this new batch is orange papua, but they sure look a lot like Ikea. So 
I'm still not sure what they are exactly. Um, but I'm starting to shift my opinion that they might actually be Ikea. I've never known for sure what they were. All I've had is that common name from the supplier and a scientific name that they sent on the um, import documents because they have to include a scientific name on those. But it was clear that I forget what the name was, that it wasn't even close to that. So I disregarded the scientific name immediately and just went with Red Papua because that's what they were called. Um, and I've been trying really hard to identify them. I'm getting closer, but I still don't know for sure what they are. Cool fish, just not quite sure exactly what they are. Blue Neon Gobies, Galaxy Rasboras, um, CPDs, Celestial Pearl Daniels, and they came in looking fantastic, by the way. No pinch bellies, fat, sassy, they look good. Corridoris Sturbi, because I was getting low. Finally got a good group of uh, Pseudomilgo Forcatus in, so we have more Forcatus coming up in the next couple weeks. Finally got some more Luminatus, so really nice group of Luminatus. They're big, they're fat, um, they look great, so a couple weeks those will be available. And then some Rummy Nose Tetras, and that's the other bag that didn't do great. In fact, this might be my last time trying to bring in Rummy Nose Tetras. This is, I believe, the fifth supplier I've tried. And this supplier generally has really good fish. But um, I can't seem, I've gone through all the suppliers and none of them, I haven't had good results with any of them on uh, Romino's Tetras. I'm not quite sure what it is, but this might be my last time. I, I've got about half of them left and I think the half of them that I have left are uh, probably going to make it the vast majority of them and be fine. It'll take a little extra time, a little extra TLC, but um, for some reason, I just can't find a good supplier. So that's the kind of shipment report as far as what we got coming in. Um, with that, I think we have, um, I think I've gabbed long enough. Oh, I've listed a whole bunch <clears throat> Let me just really quick show you guys. This will only take a second. I, I overdue for listing new fish um, at dancefish.com. I've been trying to get to it, and I've been working on it, but I haven't been able to finish getting them all listed. But tomorrow, <clears throat> whether I'm done or not, I'm going to make them go live. Here's all the new fish. Um, orange Venezuelan quarries, bumblebee platies, teacup, red wag platies, strawberry rasboras, double red tiger platies, lemon tiger platies, and normal red tiger platies. Um, a kind of lamp eye killifish, which was sold to me as rancorelli, poropantrax rancorelli. I'm not sure if it's that or something else, but it's a cool little killifish. Um, some really nice paradise fish, Pseudomugo gertrude some golden honey garamis, some female dwarf garamis, panda platies, six banded barbs, Botia striata, which is the zebra loach, um, some of the hyphen neon yellow calico platies, golden dwarf barbs, which are really cool, um, and a couple kinds of endlers. So 
I'm working on getting all that stuff up. The reason I haven't clicked post yet and made it go live is I haven't had a second to take pictures of them all and get them loaded, which is going to take forever. So my plan is tomorrow I'm going to go around with the camera, take a quick video of all the new fish, post the video, then make them go live, even though there's no picture associated with them and then start gradually adding pictures. Cause if I wait till I have pictures on all of them, then I'll never get it done. So that's my plan. So tomorrow they should go live and tomorrow I'll, you'll have a new video showing you all the fish that I just posted. So you can at least see them on video to decide if there's something you want or not. I apologize, I'm, I'm working on pictures, but it takes forever. Video's much easier. So that's that update for everyone that's been asking me when is this and that going to be available and everyone that's been waiting, I'm sorry. It's just uh, <laughs> it's a time thing. So anyway, with that, I think I have gabbered enough. So I'm going to get to your questions and your comments. Let's get out of top chat. I'm going to scroll up and start with the first one I can see, which in this case is Chewy LTD, ta-da! So Chewy, I'm gonna start with your question. If you left a question or comment up above Chewy LTD, um, I'm not gonna be able to see it. So if you would relist it down below, then I'll work my way down to it until we run out of time. Um, but we've got another about another hour to go, so I should be able to get a fair number of questions and comments answered. All right, Chewy, do you know anything about the fish of Italy? Very little. I know there's a couple killifish over there. Uh, I think I remember a couple loaches and things, but nope, it's not an area that I've really dug into much. So I'm not the person, whoops, let's, uh, there we go. I'm not the person to really help you with those. I'm sorry, Chewy, don't know much about them. Oh, flower, <laughs> that's a great start. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and we're done. No, Elf flower one stars, any panda or salt and pepper quarries. Um, I did get so Saturday was kind of a special import from um, a supplier in Indonesia that has been having just really awesome stuff at least before the virus hit and everything so I've been waiting and waiting for them to open back up so Saturday I got those in Wednesday and Thursday I got more fish in last week I did get some panda quarries in um, they didn't come in until Thursday so they've been delayed quite a while, got caught up in a uh, lack of flights and all that. And so they're really struggling. I have a few, I'm trying my best to nurse them to health, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know how they're gonna do. So I, I did try to get more panda quarries in. These are more of the long fin because a lot of people still want them and I'm out, but um, I'm gonna have to do another order of them, I think. But I'm kind of holding off. I didn't do it because, um, I, okay. So this supplier from Indonesia that comes in on, that I get on Saturday, there's no delay. It, they're coming in great. So I'm, I'm just pretty much ordering from them right now. The other suppliers, for the past several weeks, there's been major delays. So I would normally get them in on Monday. They haven't been arriving till Wednesday or Thursday, which means they've been in the bag way too long. And so um, I'm trying to avoid, now that I have a better option, 
ordering uh, from that supplier, or that it's more than one, from those suppliers again, just because I don't want to put the fish through that stress if I can help it. So since I have plenty available from Indonesia that will get here without long delays, that's what I'm going for. Unfortunately, the Panda, the Longfin Panda Corridoras supplier um, is not from Indonesia. And so I did not order from them again this week. I'm, I'm hoping that things normalize a little more with flights soon, and then I'll order from them again. But right now, I'm just trying not to put fish through delays and all that stress. Um, I did order some peppercories. I assume you're talking about paleotis, Corridor's paleotis. They're the long fin variety, and I'm hopeful they show up, but I would like them to. Cool. I definitely have to discuss epistos with you, Dan. We got two types, cockatoides and agazizia. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Moonstone. Oh, no, Dan. What did I do? What did I do? Oh, is that talking about the, yeah, uh, Mickey M. Ammonia Burn asking about, I assume we're talking about the epistogram of pa uh, Pandur <laughs> Panduro, uh, the panda episto. If that comment is in regards to that, that's part of it. But no, it's what often happens and what I think happened with this group is they probably already had tail rot or at least the pathogen that causes it, but it wasn't manifest. So I bet when they caught them from the farm, um, they looked just fine. But they, I'm sure they had the bacteria on them, but they looked fine. But then when they went through the shipping and went through the stress of that and everything, that probably gave the bacteria a chance to, to grab hold. So when they got to me... It, the tails were just in really bad shape. That's that's what happens frequently. So it probably started as soon as they were collected from the farm because stress kicked in, but it probably didn't look bad. It probably wasn't really hugely noticeable. I hope, I would hope that they wouldn't send me fish with obviously uh, rotting tails. But as soon as they got in that, the stress of shipping, um, I think it just... It just upped a notch. And there were a few that arrived dead, so that doesn't help because then you do have ammonia going on top of everything else. But it was pretty much the, the reason I don't think it's so much ammonia burn, although I'm sure there was ammonia in the bag which caused stress, which uh, allowed the infection to kind of just boom. But the reason I don't think it was just ammonia burn is because it's pretty much the tails that are the problem. If it was general ammonia burn, it wouldn't just be the tails. It would be the tails. It would be some of the other fins. You'd see it on other parts of the fish too. So it's probably something um, that they had that just wasn't really manifest until they, they went through that process. Multi-take addiction. Your videos on packing and shipping fish was super helpful. Keep up the great work. Hey, I'm glad to hear it, multi-take addiction. I'm, I'm glad that it's working. In fact, I got a really nice email today um, about that. Let me see here if I can find it again. Oh, yeah. So 
um, this person reached out and said, hey, thanks so much. Um, you raised my standards. I'm a better fish keeper, breeder, and shipper as a result. And then they talked to me about how they've been shipping on different platforms. And they shared uh, some of the feedback that they're getting from their customers on their shipping and that it's working really well for them. So that really made my day. It's so nice to hear that, um, that we're improving the lives of fish, making the hobby better and all that. That's, that's what we're trying to do. So it's nice to hear that every now and then. So thank you very much. And yeah, shipping is, so I have a couple hills I'm going to die on. One is shipping and I'm doing what I can to improve that throughout the hobby. And as I grow throughout the industry as well, in fact, I'm pretty excited about talking to these folks in Florida this weekend because several of them will be fish farmers. Um, and so I, you know, that helps get the message into the industry by talking to them. So I'm excited about that. The other one that I don't know if I'm the person to do it or not, cause I don't have the expertise, but the other area where I just, we need so much help is, um, just fish health and treatment and stuff. Um, which is one reason I was very excited about the aquarium veterinarian, uh, conference that was online a couple weeks ago. Um, but just our, our understanding of fish health and medicating fish and treating fish and identifying disease and all that as hobbyists, it's really bad. It's, it's all myth. It's all the, the, the caliber of stuff you would get from Facebook comments. It's that kind of thing. And so fish uh, shipping, I feel like we're making a difference on health and medication and disease and stuff. We've got a long, long way to go. And I wish I was a veterinarian so I would know exactly how to do that. Uh, I'm not, but I'm looking for people that are and trying to, as much as I can right now, improve that area. But that's, that's another area where um, we've got to do better too. Punji Paints, if you have a question for Dan, be sure you type at Dan's Fish so it highlights in orange so I see it. Yes, thank you, Punji Paints. I appreciate that. In fact, I didn't thank my mods yet. Hello, my mods. Thanks for being here. Love you guys. Thanks for being here again. Doing what you do. Elflower One Stars, my Roman nose got ick and they all passed. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, don't know where you got them from. It's one reason I prophylactically use uh, external medication, uh, external parasite medications on new imports because I know that there's lots of fish that just are going to get ick for sure if I don't do that. So that might be something of flower one stars to add to your regime is when you get new fish, um, it might be worth prophylactically treating with an ick medication. Small fry aquatics, way late. Uh-oh, to the principal's office with you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How on earth did you find five suppliers in this COVID environment? Oh, um, there's suppliers I've already had, a lot of them. Um, but they're out there and they're hurting too. They really want to send fish. Um, I mean, it's not just on the retail side. It's the entire supply chain, the entire industry is just ground to a halt. And the farms and the suppliers, the exporters, the collectors, all those people want to send fish desperately, but a lot of them can't right now. So it's not hard to find them, um, but it's hard to get fish from them for sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> I actually had, um, what, when was it? Today, it was this morning I got an email from someone, uh, an exporter in Southeast Asia somewhere. I think it was Indonesia um, who wanted to send me fish. So they're, you don't just have to find them. They'll find you as well. They, they, they want your business. You just have to be able to deal in volume and you have to have the permits and licenses. But if you do, um, there's lots of places that would love to do business with you. All right. Elflower One Stars, best mini catfish suggestions. Well, besides corridors and stuff, let's see here. I really like the bumblebee catfish. I like the South American one the best because it stays smaller than the Asian species. Let me show you this one in case you don't know it. This is a great little fish. These guys, they don't get too big. Uh, three inches-ish, maybe? Two to three inches, something like that. I'd have to look at the actual size, but I generally see them at about two, two and a half inches around there. They're not aggressive. They won't eat anything that they can't just easily get in their mouth. They have a big mouth, but if they can't easily just suck it up, you know, then it's not a problem. There's another species that's from Asia, which looks fairly similar. The difference is um, it gets fairly large, so you might want to avoid that one. There's the anchor catfish. Hera, is that the species? Herai, something like that. Tiny little guys. Uh, not a whole lot of movement, but cute little guys and really unique looking. Depending on how small you want to go, I'm really, really enjoying my Mystis bimaculatus. That is the two-spot catfish. They're these guys. I like them a lot. They are, um, they top out at about three inches. They get fat though. They're like big old blunts. <laughs> big old cigars. Um, they do get big and fat, but they're a cool fish. They're peaceful. I have a big group of them, and oh yeah, there's a picture of a group of them. And at first, they're pretty shy, but for the last few weeks, they've been out and about. They're they're doing something new actually right now that I just noticed today, which is they're each uh, digging out a little crater in the sand uh, and kind of hanging over that spot. So they're excavating just a little bit of sand down to the glass. I only have a little bit of sand in that tank and uh, kind of hanging out over that. So, and that's right out in the open. So I, I see them all the time. So I like those. Those are some suggestions for you. And of course, any of the corridors are pretty much perfect citizens in an aquarium, peaceful, awesome fish. So those are my thoughts. I like the honeycomb fish too. Um, I forget the name of it but um, the scientific name of it, but purple honeycomb or something like that. Those are cool as well. Kayla's Aquatics, with these new fish, at what percentage are you stocked now? So I, I have about 15 to 20 tanks that still need fish, so I'm getting a lot closer. And I've got um, a couple batches. So I just told you what I got Saturday. I also got stuff Wednesday and Thursday, and I got stuff uh, the week before. So... I'm getting close to being full, so by the time I list the fish that are currently in the queue at dancefish.com that I have uh, 
the information entered for, I just haven't gone live with them yet because I don't have pictures or anything. Uh, that'll add, I think that's 23 species to about, so that'll take me up to the mid 70s. And then over the next couple weeks is I can add these. That'll get me up to 100 or so. And I'm hopeful that this Saturday when the order comes, I'll be full. So things are loosening up a bit. Um, exporters are contacting me and saying, hey, I'm ready to ship. Um, <laughs> in fact, I'm having to say to some of them, oh, don't ship yet. I'm sorry, but I had to buy from other people. <laughs> I don't have room for you yet. Um, so things, I don't know how long that'll last. I don't know if there'll be like a second wave of the virus and there'll be a new wave of shutdowns or not. But right now things are, I sense things are like kind of jostling open a little bit. So I'm pretty close. I'm going to be over a hundred with what I've got now. And then, um, in another shipment or two, hope to be fully stocked, Bob. So finally, and it's not, I mean, it's not what I planned. I planned on launching the, uh, annex in launching kind of the, the, uh, the grand opening of the new facility with a big shipment from Nigeria and a really cool shipment from Indonesia. Um, so instead, as soon as it was obvious none of that was going to happen, it's been anytime I could find fish, I just got them. <laughs> I, I got whatever I could because that's all, there was nothing available. And so it's opening very differently than I thought it would with very different fish than I thought I would be doing. But, uh, but here we are. At least we got some fish in stock, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Chewy LTD, it gives me something to work with. I know a few fishermen over there in Italy. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah. And there's got to be a Phaneus or Valencia in Italy. And probably, I don't know, some kind of weather loge, stuff like that. Moonstone, my baby longfin panda quarries are so cute and active. Just delightful. I'm so glad. I'm glad you like them. Um, yeah, that first batch didn't go through a super long delay. And so it, it came in in pretty darn good shape. Um, people loved them and I was just about sold out. So I did go ahead and order another batch. Unfortunately, it went through a delay. It's just things are still a little tenuous right now. There's still a lot of delays, very few flights, um, even though it is starting to kind of get open a little bit. It's still nerve wracking, man. These For three months or so, it's more since February, I guess. Um, every import has been nerve wracking. You never know what you're going to get and you never know how long it's going to take them to get here. It's just been, it's been, it's been a challenge and I can't wait for it to end because <laughs> importing fish is already difficult enough. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't need the new level of difficulty added. Uh, fish keeper. Cool. Have you ever gotten in some dwarf anchor catfish? Hara, okay, Hara Jardona. Yeah, thank you. If so, how did they do for you in terms of acclimation, feeding, and overall behavior? They've been looking into some for my 10-gallon. So, Cole, I have never brought them in. So, uh, I don't know much about them other than what I've seen on, like, Rachel O'Leary's channel and things like that. I would like to bring them in. The reason I haven't is the place I can get them from now, I have to order 500 at a time. That's a lot of fish to move and the price is high. So when, before I order fish, 
I research and I see what's the kind of market value of these fish. What are other people selling them for? And it was obvious to me that, A, I could not sell them at a rate that made sense because my price would have been too high that I had to buy them for. And B, I had to get 500 of them. So if it was only like 20 or 50, maybe I would have done it. But trying to move 500 when I know I'm charging a lot more than other people, eh, that doesn't make a lot of business sense, right? That gets you, that'll get you stuck with inventory real quick in yeah, so I just haven't done it yet. If I find a supplier that has them at a rate that makes sense, then um, then yeah, yeah, I'll bring them in. Okay. So let's let's see what is in Italy here real quick. Yeah, Athenius. Sorry, my my mind's just burning. Yeah, some of these Athenius species. Um, Phineas fasciatus is in Italy. Um, and so I assume there's going to be several others that are as well. Um, just real quick, Valencia. Let's see if there's any Valencia in Italy. Oh, never mind. <laughs> All right, hopefully this is fun for people. I mean, since the genus is named Valencia, it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, here we are. Oh, that's a Phaneus. Another Aphanius, Almarensis, is from Italy as well. So let's see here real quick. This one's from Greece, the Valencia. Okay, well I can't I can't go into that for too long. I mean, I could, I could geek out for hours on that, but I'm doing a live stream, so I'll hold back. But yeah, there's some cool stuff in Italy. All right. Wait, is Mikey here? Mile High Plecos, hey! How you doing, man? Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've been able to be in Colorado and not like out in BFE South Dakota or over by Gillette or whatever. Hope you're doing well, man. I miss you. Every time I see my plecos come out, I think you. Yeah, I wonder how you're doing. So, hope you're doing well, man. Alrighty, Sand Creek Aquatics throwing down two dollars. Well, thank you very much, Sand Creek Aquatics, for the super chat. Never required. Always appreciated. And it does make the wife super happy. Thanks so much. Wait, hang on. I, chat jumped on me right as I was reading a comment from Veranded Guy. <laughs> hang on. What was that? I saw Kayla's Aquatics say like, wow, Veranded Guy. So I wanted to see it, but it, oh, I can't find it again. Well, if I get a chance to... Uh, to watch the replay, I'll do that. I haven't for the last three weeks or so. I haven't had a chance to watch any replays, but I like to do it when I can, though, because I like to see your guys' comments because I miss so much of it during the live thing. If, it, if it's not highlighted for me, I generally don't see it. So I do try to do that just to see what I missed out on because I learn stuff from you guys, from your comments. Um, sometimes you say things and I'm like, I didn't know that. And other times it just lets me know um, things I can do to improve my live streams based on your comments. But um, can't find that one. 
Flower, Elf Flower won stars, bought them from a fish store. Oh, okay, the the Romino's Tetris. Yeah. T-Shot got a pari or a pair of orange flash of pistos Friday. The female already spawned. Awesome. Community tank, seven Corys, Dwarf Garami, Cardinal Tetris. Any advice? I'm wondering if I should pull her in the cave out. Thanks. Um Okay, so it sounds like you want to raise the babies. If that's true, then my best advice would be to leave her and leave everything alone until she first comes out with the fry. So in a couple days, a few days, she's going to emerge with this cloud of fry around her, in which case I would remove the fry and raise them in a separate tank. Uh, have, they love baby brine shrimp. They can eat baby brine shrimp from day one. So I would start hatching that. That's a great food for them. They're, they're going to, I'm not going to say they're going to have to have live food, but you're going to raise a much higher percentage of them and have fatter, healthier babies if you can feed them live food like uh, baby brine shrimp. Now you can do microworms and vinegar eels and stuff like that as well, but baby brine shrimp seems to work consistently with all the epistle species I've ever bred. Um, so give it a whirl. If you're going to do microworms or vinegar eels, I kind of prefer microworms over vinegar eels just because they settle to the bottom and baby epistos tend to be on the bottom for at least the first week or so. The way I remove them is I get a siphon hose and I prime it in my sink and then I bring it over to the tank and I, I put the end of the siphon right into that cloud of fry and I siphon them out and I siphon them into a bucket um, along the edge of the bucket and the bucket has a rounded bottom so they aren't falling down and just banging into the bottom of the bucket, right? So put the end of the siphon, the exit end of the siphon, down on the edge of the bucket at an angle so they come down and they slide across the side of the bucket instead of just falling down, right? Like a, a slip and slide. It's a much uh, easier, less traumatic exit for them if you do that. So that's how I remove the fry. I put them in a five and a half gallon tank that's all cycled up and everything. I like to put a little clump of java moss in there uh, just so they have stuff to pick on between feedings and so they have a place to hide if they want. And then I just start feeding baby brine shrimp a few times a day. So that's my best advice for that. I Now you could leave them in with the mom and if it's a densely planted tank, one or two might survive every few spawns. You might get one or two surviving. But um, I'd recommend removing them if you want to raise a nice batch. Because it's a community tank. Chewy, Indonesia, Thailand, Cambodia, Malaysia are all exporting from what I hear. I know to the storm that India got hit by his affected exports. Yes. Um, but the, they are exporting. The issue is even though they're exporting, people aren't traveling in the same numbers that they were. So it used to be that people would travel all around the world all the time. So there were constantly were airplanes, jets, I suppose, going all the time, lots of flights leaving and cargo would go on those, those flights. The cargo flights are tied to passenger flights. So when people aren't traveling, even if the country is open for export, there just aren't planes leaving. Or if there are, there's very few planes leaving. So, um, Right now, there's a lot of countries that are exporting, 
but there aren't hardly any flights. So practically, even though legally the country's open to export, practically it doesn't happen or it happens um, only sporadically and there's large delays and stuff. So until people start traveling again regularly and things like that, even though there are exports, there's not going to be regular exports and um, there's going to be all kinds of iffiness with the timeline because flights get bumped. Uh, if there's a flight leaving and it's not full, then they'll just not do that flight and they'll push all the passengers from that flight onto the next flight coming up. Otherwise, they'll lose a ton of money with all the fuel and everything, all the expense of the flight itself. So, um, yeah, so... Yes, there's hope. Yes, things are jostling open, like I said, but just be aware, folks, that it's going to take a while before, even though a place does export, that there's actually, that it's actually sustainable and um, reliable like it used to be. So the fish tank barn throwing down 99 cents with a blacked out comment. Oh, Am I Bob Steenfot? <laughs> the fish tank barn left me a beautiful poop emoji. Ta-da! And what's funny, Mike, is that YouTube had it blacked out. <laughs> they thought I might be offended by that, I guess. It was just this black thing and I had to put my cursor on it and then it was like poop. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I I guess I've become Bob Steenfot. With all the poop emojis. Just one more fish with Josh. Throwing down 10 bucks. Josh, thanks so much. It's very generous of you. Highly appreciated. For jinxing me last week after I announced I'm shipping fish. Oh, man. Well, let me see the list. Yes. Next day, I had a complete lost box. Oh, but it was the fault of the carrier. The other 14 boxes arrived perfect. Replacement box arrived fine as well. Yes. Um... Sorry I jinxed you. But, you know, that's, that's, it's just, it's just statistics, right? Eventually something will happen. I'm always, I love it, like, when customers reach out and they're like, man, your fish are awesome. I've never had a loss, all this stuff. I love it. It makes me feel good. But at the same time, a little piece of my heart breaks I mean, I'm being dramatic, but there's always this thing where I'm like, oh, but is the next one going to be the one where the stats finally catch up to me and it goes poorly for you, you know? Um, but hey, you had a good run. And the good news is now that that's out of the way, it's probably not going to happen for a long time. So sorry to jinx you, but at least you got it out of your system. Carry on, my friend. <laughs> You're doing a good job though, I think. I think you've, yeah, I think, what can you do? You can't control everything. All we can do is uh, control the what we can as best as we can until it gets out of our hands, so. W. Marion at Eliza Perez. If you want Dan to see your question right, at before Dan's fish, so it will be highlighted for him. Yes, absolutely. Um, Eliza, Lisa, Lisa Perez, looks like you tried to get a hold of me and it didn't highlight. So let me see if I can just find it real quick. And if not, um, that was good advice that you were given to, about how to have it highlight for me. 
Nope, not seen it. So yes, if you would uh, redo that so it highlights, I'll be much more likely to see it. Small for Aquatics, are you still driving to Colorado to pick up orders? I haven't for a while. Um, in, it's getting warmer now, so I might. In the winter, I tend to um, hire transshippers to help me because it, it's a temperature thing, basically. So the fish get to Colorado. It's really cold at the airport in Colorado. And that warehouse where they clear um, fish and wildlife, it's not heated out there where they're kept. It's, it's cold. It's really cold. And so during the winter, I don't like to ship directly into Colorado and go pick it up because they have to wait for inspection. And that can take several hours. And the countries where the fish are coming from are usually really hot. So they won't put in heat packs because they're afraid they'll overheat on their end. So this box without a heat pack is coming, sitting in this cargo warehouse in Colorado where it's freezing. Um, and there's these big cargo doors that open all the time. So it's, it's constantly tra you know, traffic of boxes and cargo going in and out all the time. So it's, it's cold out there. And the other issue is most of the exporters, not most, a lot of the exporters, especially Africa, put in, it's insulated, but it's like a quarter inch thick. It's often panels that don't fit very well. I, the insulation isn't good. So in the winter or when it's cold, I tend to uh, have them shipped to Los Angeles or Texas, things like that, uh, Florida sometimes, where they are warm, they land warm, they go through that inspection, then the transshipper changes the water and sends them directly to me. Just otherwise the fish get too cold in Denver. Now that it's warming up, um, I'll, I'll start going down and picking them up again. But I only like to do that when I know that there's a large shipment coming in, like 10 or more boxes, because it makes the trip worth it. Although I have to say, with the new rates I've negotiated with FedEx, um, depending on the timeline, it might be worth just having them sent to me anyway, because if I can get them and get them, um, if I go pick them up and that means that I get them taken care of several hours, eight hours, 12 hours, um, earlier than I would if I waited for them to be shipped to me, then it's totally worth it on a large shipment. It's better for the fish and I'll do that. But often when I drive to Denver, I pick them up, I change the water, and then I drive back overnight to Sheridan, I often don't get back here until seven, eight in the morning and then start unpacking the fish. It takes that long just to get them picked up, clear customs, clear fish and wildlife, change the water, and then it's a six hour drive back here. So if I have them overnighted FedEx, I can pick them up at 10 a.m. So if it's only an hour or two difference, then I might have them sent FedEx. So that's kind of the thing. Is it warm enough? And now it is, it's warming up. But B, are they going to get here earlier if I go pick them up directly or 
does it, is it only an hour or two difference to have them shipped directly to me? So there's a lot of things to consider um, when I decide if I'm going to go get them and bring them in on my own license or if I'm going to um, hire someone to do that. Elflower One Stars, when do we see the first, the final new building? Oh, have I not showed that off? Oh, final. Okay. So I assumed right there you're talking about the annex. The annex is done and I've done lots of videos out there. Um, I guess I haven't. I guess I haven't done like a, this is the new annex, here's all the systems video. Maybe I have. Um, but if you're talking about the warehouse, it, it's just as soon as I can collect the data necessary to know how to best do that. And so far I haven't been able to do that um, because there's been very limited inventory available. So um, if you're talking about the final warehouse, then I would say that I should be filled up in a week or two and be able to collect good data for a few months. So I'll start collecting data. I wanted to get like six, eight months under me, a year even, but I'll probably collect, collect data till uh, if I can start in June, maybe till December or so, and then start really kicking things off for the new year or something like that. So it's kind of delayed my plans by about six months or so this whole COVID thing, unfortunately. But who could have seen it coming? It's been, it's been weird. It's 8.01, let's do our first drawing, shall we? So let's do the first drawing for um, Sparky's Tropicals, who is giving away either blue marble, deep blue, or is it dark blue Pinoy angelfish, uh, group of three. They are um, nickel size or bigger and we're bred and raised by Tiffany herself, or if you don't want angelfish, you can select instead a trio of dark blue Moscow guppies. So that's what the giveaway is. We have 147 people eligible. Let's draw our first winner, and there'll be another winner later. So if you don't win now, don't worry. James Handy. Hey, James, you have won. So James, you've got a minute to respond and say, hey, I'm here, and let us know if you want the angelfish or the guppies. And then if you would please send me an email, dan at dancefish.com. Uh, by midnight tonight would be great. Your first and last name and your, oh, no, I don't need that. Just send me an email and I'll connect you to Tiffany. She's the one doing the shipping. So um, <laughs> she'll get your first and last name and mailing address. So James, I hope you're here. And James, have you, is this the second time you've won? I could be wrong, but I, I'm thinking you might have won at some point in the past too. If so... I think you would be the first person yet who's won twice. So that's kind of cool. Um, here. All right, James. Awesome. What do you want, James? The guppies or the angelfish? What's your preference? I'm just curious. You don't have to decide right now. You could, you could let us know when you email Tiffany, but I'm just curious if you know which one it is. Anyway, congrats, James. You've won um, angelfish or guppies from Sparky's Tropicals run by our very own Tiffany. I'm just seeing if he responds with what he wants. Maybe it'll show up later. All right, so moving on. I'm curious too, did you win before? Or are you our first uh, two-time winner? 
Fish keeper Cole, yeah, no 500, yeah, no 500 is too much even for large fish stores. Glad I could help with the name. Oh yeah, <laughs> thanks. I was like, Hara, Hari? Yeah, it's tickling the back of my mind. Oops, chat jumped. Sorry guys, I am scrolling up like a madman trying to find chat again because it went bye-bye. I'm so far behind. <laughs> Wait, I see I missed a super chat. I'm so f so sorry. Wyoming Adventures. A dollar ninety-nine. With a microphone icon. Hey, thanks so much. Always appreciated, never required. But it does make the wife super happy. And I see that you left another dollar ninety-nine super chat. Thanks so much. I would um I can't see if it says anything. It won't let me scroll down that far, but if it does, hopefully you'll see it in a moment. And I hope you're doing well. Oh, Sheila, I totally forgot to send you home with a bulkhead the other day when I gave you that tank. So next time you're in Sheridan, let me know so I can get you a bulkhead and a piece of PVC to seal it so you can use the tank even if you don't want to plumb a drain in. I, you left and I, after you left, I thought about it and I totally forgot, but I'll be happy to just give you one. Um, just next time you're in town, let me know. And I can get you that. Kaylee's Aquatics, can you list your quarantine meds and why? Yes. Um, and that's as I get more information, I'm gradually changing things, trying new things. But in general, the way I quarantine is um, I use an antibiotic. I use nitrofurazone and canamycin. I do that because those treat gram negative bacteria. And in my experience, the most common bacterial uh, infections I see on fresh imports are columnaris and aramonis. Those are both gram negative. So nitrofurazone is a good gram negative antibiotic. So is canamycin. And studies have been done that show that they work in synergy with each other. By using them both together, um, you get the synergized effect, which is very effective. Canamycin, another reason it's good is it is absorbed internally into the fish. So the nitrovirazone can help take care of external infection if they have uh, like tail rot, for example, like I'm dealing with with these uh, pandoapistos or some kind of external infection. Whereas the canamycin helps with systemic infections, uh, infections inside the fish. Say it's got uh, an infection in its intestines or something like that. So I use those. Um, I also use either ICX or Mardell Fritz Quick Cure, whichever I can get cheapest. <laughs> when I do the Hikari ICX, I do the pond strength um, because it's one teaspoon for 50 gallons, and I like that. So that's uh, formalin and malachite green. That's what I look for in an ick medicine. And the brand doesn't matter so much as long as it's formalin and malachite green. I do that because that's really good at treating external parasites and not just ick, but lots of different external parasites. So I use those. And then for internal um, parasites, I like metronidazole and prosy, which you can conveniently get together in a product called General Cure from, is that Mardell? No. API, general cure, and um, 
it has them both mixed together, so it makes it really easy, but you can also get them separately. So that's the one that I like to use for internal parasites because they both treat different things. I also like to use Levamisol because that treats roundworms like uh, columnaris, not columnaris, uh, calaminus redworm, calum, yeah, calaminus redworm and others. And flubendazole is good too. You can use fenbendazole, but the good thing about flubendazole for internal parasites is it's absorbed into the inside of the fish through its gills and probably a little bit the skin, but definitely through its gills. And so it gets internal parasites. Fenbendazole you can use, that's your standard dog dewormer like Panicure and Safeguard and such. But um, the problem is they have to ingest it in order for it to get into their intestines where the internal parasites generally, generally, ugh, generally reside. So that's just a real quick introduction to it. I've got a whole playlist on quarantining and medicating fish. Um, you can find it on my YouTube channel and I go into detail taking you day by day through the two week. I mean, I skip some days cause it's repetitive, but pretty much day by day, I take you through the uh, two week medication process. So um, I am doing things a little different now based on the um, aquarium veterinarian uh, conference that I attended. I now know that I only need to use ICX once every other day. So every 48 hours instead of every 24 hours. So I've kind of changed that and um, I'll let you know if it doesn't work as well, but so far it seems to be working fine using it every other day instead of every day. And um, the other change I've been making is I've been, so I just got this little guy in the mail. This is a, uh, <laughs> meth cook certified. This is Walter White certified. No, this is a little gram scale that lets me do grams. And I think it goes to thousandth of a gram. I was trying to do it using this sucker. Uh, this is what I used to, to mail fish when I measure postage because it does do grams, but it's not accurate enough um, to really do fine measurements at the level of a gram. So I got this little guy. Um, I can't recommend it yet or anything because I haven't used it. I literally just got it in the mail. But I'm gonna I'm I'm experimenting with using more medicated foods instead of so much baths. Um, and I'm trying to use rapashi as the base and mix the medicine into that. And that way I can use medicines in tanks that have bioactive systems. So the problem with the medicines I use is if, especially the antibiotics, is if you use them in a system with an established biological filter, um, it's what I call a bioactive system, a system with living stuff in it besides fish, then that medicine will kill that bacteria and it'll kill your plants and all that stuff. So when I use those medicines, I do it in a, a bare hospital tank that just has an air stone going. There's no filtration or anything. I rely on water changes and not feeding the fish in those instances to keep the tank clean. But by using medicated foods, I can treat in a normal aquarium that has filters and is bioactive and not... Uh, and have much less risk of damaging the system. And the other thing is that gets the medicine inside the fish. Um, so fish do all kinds of things to protect themselves from absorbing things from their environment. So there's lots of medicines that if you want your fish to 
you can put it in the tank, but it doesn't mean it's actually getting into the fish and doing any good. Um, so one thing about medicating food is it actually goes into the fish. The reason I haven't done it much in the past is I haven't found a good pre-made one um, that I am comfortable with. Maybe I found a good one. I haven't found, and I just don't know it's good. I haven't found one that I'm comfortable with. And um, I've always wondered about the dosing. How do you know how much medicine the fish is actually getting? If the fish is only eating a little bit, it's only getting a little bit of medicine. If it's a glutton, it's getting a ton of medicine, right? So that's always been a concern to me. And then, of course, when fish aren't eating, then it's just not an option. Then you have to do a bath or something. But um, the more I study, the more I learn, um, the more I get information from actual veterinarians and things like that, the more it seems like uh, medicated food might be a good route to go. So I'm just starting to, to kind of mess with that. I don't have any recommendations yet. I don't have any information yet. I, I haven't found a system for it that I like or, or anything like that, but I'm starting to play with it and try to develop something that works because I think there'll be a lot of advantages. I still have some concerns though, but I think there'll be a lot of advantages. So anyway, that's a, it's a little bit about that. Wyoming Adventures, second microphone. Thank you so much. Sand Creek Aquatics, Give me a thumbs up and paint a dollar ninety nine to do so. Thanks so much. Always appreciated. Never required, but it does help. <laughs> there he is. There's the fox cat punching me in the face. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. I appreciate it. <laughs> Throwing down five bucks. And someone else left a super chat too. And I'll have to get to it in a minute because like it literally doesn't let me. I'm trying to like scroll down to see it and it, it doesn't let me read it. So I don't know who left it yet, but I will in a minute, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know why uh, the YouTube function is funny like that. Wow, Fishion Tank Ticks. My parents lived in Vicenza, Italy and had a stream by the house full of trout and pleco. Wow. Well, the Pleco definitely don't belong in that stream, but <laughs> it was probably fun as a kid to go out there and snarkel or something and see Plecos. 185 watching. Hey, that's not bad for this little channel. Thanks for being here, everybody. I appreciate you. GLTD, thanks. You're welcome. Okay, Scott Backer, Gillette is not that bad. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. <laughs> so Sheridan and Gillette have this rivalry. So, yeah, yeah, you got to understand the rivalry. Um, Scott, I tried to bring in some parrots for you. It didn't go well. I'm sorry about that. They got super delayed and uh, is it just that shipment was a mess. So I tried my friend. I know you're looking for some. Um, I'll try again, but I, I haven't got any so far. But yeah, Gillette's not that bad, but you get outside of Gillette to some of the, like the, the man camp territory. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a little iffy, a little sketchy. Kids Aquatics, how to quarantine and medicate new fish. Oh, thank you, Bob, for sharing that. Hello, Flower One Stars. If Dan's fish medicates, then why medicate again when we get it? Over-medicate, I think. Could be. Um, so, I think that if I was buying fish from me and I had a separate hospital tank and everything, what I would, 
I would always recommend quarantine. Don't put the pressure of me on me of buying fish from me and then putting them in your prized aquarium with hundreds of dollars of beautiful, beautiful fish that you're super attached to. And then having that one fish that you got from me uh, wipe them out. Uh, please always quarantine if you can. Now, I, I know that most people, not most people, I know some people can't. And if you can't, you can't. Um, but even if you don't medicate new fish you get from me, if you would quarantine them, um, always recommend it. Because if something is wrong, then hopefully you can catch it before you wipe out your entire system, right? But what I would do if I was buying fish from me is I, I'd have a separate hospital or quarantine tank. And I would do one of two things. I would either just observe them for like a month and make sure they were all okay before I added them to my collection. Or I would do the same thing, but um, treat them with ICX or something like that for the first week or so. Just because external parasites are pretty much ubiquitous to fish and um, they, during the stress of shipping, so I get them right, I get them healthy, I de-stress them, I get them fat and happy. They're not stressed when I, when I go to sell them. But the moment I put the net in the water and net them and put them in a bag and start the shipping process to you, they get stressed again. Hopefully not nearly as bad as they were before, but they do go through more stress. And anytime an animal goes through stress, energy that was dedicated to its immune system uh, goes away. It gets robbed of that energy. And so that's why we succumb to a cold or things like that when we go through a stressful couple of weeks at work or or travel and things like that, right? So same with the fish. So I would probably medicate with like uh, quick cure or uh, ICX or something like that, just because those external parasites are so ubiquitous and do tend to just explode in population during times of stress. I'm not saying you have to, and I know most people don't, but um, I don't think you necessarily need to go through all the antibiotics and all that uh, when you buy fish from me, but I would definitely quarantine and some kind of external parasite medicine is probably okay. Okay, now I should be able to see that one. That's Michael Wentworth, <laughs> Golasso. <clears throat> I would do it, but my throat, I don't want to say it's a, I don't have a sore throat, but it's like a dry throat right now. And it, I don't want to, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't want to stress it right now. I'm sorry, man. Next time, next time when my throat isn't feeling dry, I'll do it. But Golazo, yes. I know it's not what you wanted, but the chubby guppy dropping. <laughs> dropping the back hat hippo. Thanks the chubby guppy. I appreciate the super chat so much. Always appreciated. Never required, but it's so it's so helpful, guys. I appreciate it. Okay, just one more fish with Josh. Your videos on shipping have really helped me take the steps, so thank you, sir. Hey, you're welcome, and I'm glad to hear it, and I'm glad you're doing it right. I don't want to – my way is not the only way to do it right, but I'm glad that you're doing it a way that is is responsible and that you've had good success with. So makes all the difference, man. If a few of us start doing it in a way that – is good for the customer, good for the fish, and good for the carrier, UPS, FedEx, USPS, whatever. Um, we can make a big difference in this industry, hobby as well, but um, 
we can really put pressure. If people expect things to be done at a high quality, then when they're not, they're going to call, they're going to let that person or that company know, and they're going to put pressure on those companies or those people to do it better. And the only result I can see from that is better fish that do well in captivity and live better and thrive for people, which means more people stay in the hobby, which means the industry grows. And anytime an industry grows, there's resources available to make improvements, to create new products that are better and to, um, you know, everyone is that whole thing, a rising tide lifts all boats. It's that kind of thing. So Josh, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad it's working for you. And I'm just glad you're, you're shipping in a way that is helping raise the bar because it will with time, with enough of us doing it, enough people buying and getting fish in a responsible way. Um, it'll put pressure on people that don't do that and they'll have to adjust or their company will go under. Rockford Fishkeeping. Did they change humpbacks Limia's name? I see it called Posillian nigrofasciata and Limia arnolda. No, I don't think they changed it. Um, it's probably, that's either a different fish, Posillia, or it's just misnamed. Um, oh, you know what? I should show you. Let me show you a place you can check. Okay. So Preston John, I believe, is the person that brought this to my attention. So this is ITIS. This is the standard place where the government lists the actual names for things. So you can see I was looking up here, the actual scientific name for the dragon puffer, Pal, um, Palambangensis, because I had seen it listed as tetradon. And um, someone, I think it might have been Preston John, let me know, no, it's Powell. And uh, here's where you can find out. And so he turned me onto this website. So let's take a look real quick. So Limia Nigrofasciata. Let's see. Limia Nigrofasciata is a valid name. Um, I don't know if this is showing up for you. Well, it's kind of small. Let's see. Can I... So here it tells you Limia nigrofasciata is the valid name. So according to the government, um, this is the current name. If it wasn't, it would say that it was invalid and it would probably show you some history of the uh, taxonomy of that, where the name was changed and when and all that. So itis.gov. Let me just send this link here. If you're ever wondering about the proper name of something, I don't know if there is one place that is the end-all be-all because those names are always in flux, but, um, oh shoot, <laughs> I just exited out of YouTube. I think the live stream's still going, but I lost my, <laughs> I lost my studio. Hang on one second. <laughs> Such a newbie mistake. Oh man, I love my idiocy sometimes. Hang on folks, I gotta... I got to get back. I'm coming back. Sheesh. There. Okay. We're reconnecting. We're back. Okay. I think we're all back. Sorry if there was any blips there. But anyway, that's a, a good place to look up when there's confusion uh, about names. Again, things change so much that if 
there was a study that was just published and something was just, just changed. It might take it a little while to get to that website, but in general, it's a pretty good place to look. And thanks again, Preston John, for bringing that to my attention. In fact, Preston got, I have to check and see if the fish you got are doing well or not. I've been meaning to do that. Okay, Cole. Yeah, I siphoned our cockatoides fry out into tank water in a pitcher, then put the ones un, unmanaged to suck up in a plant. You managed to suck up in a 10-gallon planted. They ate the rest. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Yeah, they will do that if there's a size difference, especially. 192 people are watching. That ain't bad for this little channel. Thanks for being here, folks. I appreciate it. Okay, Kinesis Codex, if you have a question or comment for Dan, please highlight by typing at no space, just at symbol Dan's fish, and then select it. Yes, indeed. T-Shot, now that my pair of Epistos have spawned once, chances are they will continue to spawn in the future, right? Yes. Thanks for your knowledge, Dan. I look forward to your streams every week. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Without people like you, this would be just me talking to myself in the dark. And that's what I do the rest of the time. So, <laughs> so this is a good break from that. Um, yes, what I've found is that when a pair of Epistos starts going and is in a place they like, then they'll keep spawning fairly regularly. These, uh, the Steel Blues, every few weeks they spawn. Um, once they start. Now, Keep the food coming, and they'll keep spawning, basically. Now, nothing's guaranteed, but in general, yes, I think that's true. Although I will say this. It frequently happens that when you get a new fish or move a fish to a completely new tank, that sudden change triggers a spawning event. That's a fairly common thing. It triggers, you know... It's just like the rainy season hit. Everything changed all at once. Something about that gets fish to spawn. Sometimes if it's a new fish and you just got in and that change triggered it to spawn or you moved a fish from one tank to another and that change triggered it to spawn, sometimes without that trigger, it won't spawn again or not regularly or not very, uh, not very frequently. So it's not necessarily guaranteed, but what I should say is if you have apistos in a tank and they're in there for a long time and then they start spawning, then I would say that, yes, it's probably going to be a regular thing. But if it was a new fish in a new tank, a big sudden change and that triggered the spawn, that doesn't guarantee that they'll spawn continually without another trigger like that. So... Little caveat, I guess. W. Marion wanted to let you know that my six pygmy garamis arrived quickly, are really interactive and outgoing, not shy. Great fish. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. When I go to that tank, they come right up to the front and start begging for food. They are not shy. They were for the first few weeks, but they've learned that human equals food. And so that's all it takes. And actually, this is something that this is one advantage to kind of the more bare tanks that you find um, sometimes in industry tanks. Not totally sterile and stuff like that, but in really well-planted tanks and stuff, there are a lot of species that, like, uh, I don't want to mislead, 
What I've noticed is in fairly bare tanks, species that are often thought of as shy, after a few weeks become totally outgoing because every time you pass by, you feed. Um, not every time, but frequently enough that they start associating you with food. And so when they see me, they just come out for food. Um, I think that's a little less likely sometimes in tanks that are really well planted and stuff because maybe they don't see you every time you come by and put in the food. Um, but in a fairly, in a less planted situation and tank that's more bare, you're the association for sure. Now, I, I'm, I'm hesitating to say this because there are lots of species of fish that without adequate cover are going to be very stressed and very shy and it's going to be a problem. So I'm not saying go just make every tank bare. I'm just saying that I've observed that um, on the industry end. We tend to have fairly bare tanks and I've observed lots of times when fish just come out and become super interactive with us because uh, it's got to be something about the bare tank that makes that happen. But um, W. Marion, I'm glad to hear that. Thanks for letting me know. So glad they're doing well. Tui, I also heard that there are some places that would hold captured fish also got hit by the rainstorm too. Yes, that unfortunately that happens a lot. And that's one reason there's a lot of introduced species in, in South America and Florida and Southeast Asia and stuff, because you have these farms, especially if they're a dirt farm and not a raised pond, it's a dirt pond. Um, you have these farms and then if a hurricane comes or if this flood comes, all that water rises and flows out into the environment and fish can get out. That's, that's one reason we have problems. So um, luckily a lot of places, especially in Florida and things, now we're going to a raised style of pond where if there's a bunch of water coming in, there's drain pipes and just overflows and is uh, dispersed responsibly. But those old kind of dirt pond farms, um, that was always an issue when the storm front came and the water right level rose, where are the fish gonna go? Everywhere, yeah. So that does happen, unfortunately. We're getting a lot better, though. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Vranid guy. So this will be the last one. At Dance Fish, sorry, at Kayla's Aquatics, I was referring to an earthquake happening here in California in the middle of watching the stream. Whoa! How are the clouded archers doing? How big do they get? So I have to say, this batch of clouded archers is the best one I've ever got. They're hardy. They're doing great. Um, in the past, it's taken a lot of TLC and care to get them to the point where they weren't shaky. And sometimes when I sent them, there would be some issues just because the stress of shipment would reassert whatever was going wrong. This batch, I don't think that's the case. They came in hardy. They've been eating. They're growing. They're coloring up. They're out and about. They're, I think they're going to do great for people. As far as how big do they get? Um, I, I read different things and I hear different reports. I've never seen one over six inches. Let's look together here real quick. Um, I've never seen one over six inches, but I've heard they can get maybe eight inches. And some people, yeah, seriously, fish doesn't have... Uh, so this is a Toxos, um, it's a hard name to say, sorry, I'm trying to type and talk. Toxotes ablithii, 
size. I haven't seen anything like this is about eight inches, but some individuals get 12 inches, but I don't think so. I, I think that there is a lot of confusion between clouded archerfish and other archerfish. And a lot of times when we read it, they're just talking about archerfish in general. This site says, what is this practical fish keeping? This is a more reliable source. This says six inches. Um, but I've never seen one bigger than six inches. It doesn't mean they don't get bigger, but I would say six inches, maybe six to eight inches is probably um, the size range. If someone here, you know who might know is Friday Fish Facts because uh, DeSantos keeps them and has had them uh, for a long time. So his are probably full grown. So that might be the place to check out. But when I've searched online, I've always come across 12 inches, six inches, eight inches. And I, I don't, I think they're confusing lots of different species of archer fish. And I don't know where they're getting that information from. I'm going with six inches, eight on the high end until I hear differently. Okay, it's 8.32, so we are going, hey, Preston John's here, great. I think, did I just see someone say hi, Preston? Pal Joey, good to see you, glad you're here. Anyway, Preston John, if you're here, uh, thanks again for pointing me out to the ITIS website for clarification on names of fish. It's been very helpful. Okay, we're going to go ahead and end this. Um, we're going to do a giveaway for the second giveaway of the night provided by Sparky's Aquatics, fish bred and raised by our very own Tiffany White. Um, the last person, what did we do? I like angels, but I love guppies. So guppies, okay, looks like Looks like you're getting, I, I think, <laughs> I think James decided on the guppies. Uh, so you can choose either deep blue Moscow guppies or some blue koi and dark blue panoy uh, angelfish, uh, nickel sized or better. Three of either one, either a trio of guppies or three of the angels provided by Sparky's Aquatics. Uh, thanks again, Tiffany, for doing that. So let's pick the second winner. And the second winner is... Greg Gall. Greg, you have won the giveaway provided by Sparky's, not Aquatics, Sparky's Tropicals. Sorry, Tiffany. Sparky's Tropicals, a new store right here on getgills.com. Let's just show this off. Since Tiffany provided the fish, we might as well show her store off a little bit. Here's her store. Four items at the moment. Some, And you can look here for more information on the fish she's giving away. Um, but let's see, Greg Gall, you've got about 30 seconds to let us know that you're here and um, get you in. Hey, you are here. Awesome, Greg. Congratulations. If you would send me an email, dan at dancefish.com. By midnight tonight would be great. By noon tomorrow is the hard cutoff. I will get you in touch with Tiffany White and um, you guys can settle the shipping date and all that. But congrats. That's awesome to both the winners tonight. And thanks everyone who came in and... Uh, entered and made this fun. Thanks to my mods. I appreciate you guys so much. It's, it still blows me away the week after week you show up and you help out. I, I so appreciate each of you. Um, all the super chats. 
Thanks so much. Um, super helpful. Tiffany's making a good point. The winners don't have to make a choice tonight between the angels and guppies. We can figure it out through mail. Yeah, yeah, of course. I just wanted to know what people were thinking. <laughs> yep. All right, cool. Um, thanks to everyone that left a question or a comment and made this lively and interesting. I appreciate you all. All you lurkers, I hear you. I'm with the Lurker Nation too. Anyone watching on the replay, thanks for being here. We will see you next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Until then, have a go. Oh, the, the other stuff. So if you're um, wanting to see the talk I'm giving at the Gold Coast Aquarium Society in South Florida. Um, I'll post the link one more time. That'll be Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Florida time. And I'll be talking about shipping and doing a, a demonstration, a live demonstration on camera about uh, how I ship. Now, a lot of you already know all that, but if you don't, it might be worth uh, coming by for. Anyway, thanks again. See you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Until then, have a good one. Um, bye.